to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. delighted to be sitting here talking with a new friend, but I feel like we've known each other. We've been social media friends and pretty much have all the same friends. Yes. And finally just got to meet here in beautiful New Mexico Mm -hmm. at your women's conference. Pastor Daphne DeLay, thank you so much for being here with us today. I am delighted. I was looking forward to meeting you in the flesh for quite some time now. And I think I said last night or sometime while we've been here this weekend that I knew I was going to love you already because I love our friends. And I feel like I can trust my friends. If they love you, then I was going to love you already. She must not be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I (laughs) totally feel the same. I got to hear just a little bit of your story today and in a powerful session that you did. And I kind of knew a little bit about it mm-hmm. from your book. Of course, we're both label mates I know. with Harrison House <laughs> Publishing. It's been so cool to watch your journey with that. Mm-hmm. And, and yours. already three books out. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. And I know that stuff doesn't just happen overnight. A lot of years go mm-hmm. into that. But you made a statement earlier today mm-hmm. that just really went off in me. And I thought, man, so many people are in this spot. And you... Mm-hmm talked about when you were really struggling at a point in your life and God said to you, Mm -hmm. you need to look yourself in the mirror, Daphne, Mm -hmm. and you need to forgive you Mm -hmm. and love you. Tell me a little bit more about this. Well, it changed everything. You know, I didn't realize that I was my enemy. And I don't know now, there's a lot of ministry along these lines where maybe somebody's like, oh, I know I'm my worst enemy, but Mm. I wasn't viewing it that way. I was just striving for some perfection with God. And it didn't come from the church because I wasn't raised in church, but I was raised with a strong work ethic. So I just applied that to my walk with God. Okay, now I'm a Christian, and so now you need to earn this stuff. And I had a lot of guilt and condemnation when I came into my walk with God anyway. I had been a strong leader, like in my teenage years, on student council, things like that. But I was very much a follower. All you Mm. had to do was ask me twice, and I'd change my mind. You could move me if you wanted to. And so I feel like that's kind of how the enemy deceived me so much is because... I listened to the lies that I didn't know there were lies. Isn't that how deception is? Like you don't know you're deceived until deception is revealed. Yeah. And so what happened was I had brought a lot of condemnation in my walk with God. And Mm. then it was compounded by the fact that I was pregnant when I got married. Mm. And I married a preacher's kid. So this was not the best scenario. Right. Didn't really fit your overachiever. No, no. And, And I had only been saved, you know, really kind of less than a year. And we had only known each other about six months. So, you know, this wasn't an ideal situation. But we did genuinely feel like we loved each other. And so we kind of jumped through some hoops to get married and and made that happen. But then I just felt guilty. I just constantly felt so bad about our life, uh, what I had done. Felt Mm. like I took all the ownership of it. I know it takes two to tango, but I, you know, I really did. And so our marriage was struggling. I was constantly crying out to God, just, you know, please, God, just forgive me one more time. I had a silent prayer of sorry all the time, all the time. And I didn't know God was hearing all those. And 1 John 1, 9 says that when you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So really, I believe every time I would 
I had a conviction and I'd say, I'm so sorry, God, you know, yeah. for whatever it was that I was yeah. growing in or learning. He did. He, he was faithful to himself and sure. he cleansed that. But I didn't know that. Yeah. So in my so it was mind, still there. oh yeah, compounding in my own mind. Do you mind. think a lot of people walk around with the perpetual, I'm sorry, laying yes. in the background? Oh yeah. Yeah, I know they do. Because wow. we've learned to have the mask on up front, yeah. but on the inside we have this vicious cycle. I'll mm -hmm. get to the mirror story in just a moment, but I'll, mm -hmm. if I could go here for just a second. I was reading in Ephesians one time about, in Ephesians 4, where it says, put off the old man, yeah. be renewed in the spirit of your mind, put on the new man. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's what I had been doing that was so vicious, mm. is because I wanted so bad to put on the new man, which right. was, the Bible says, was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. But the first step was put off the old man. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I put off the old man, mm -hmm. but now I don't know what to do. I don't right. know what this is supposed to look like right. or feel like. And I was very prone to my feelings. That's another trap. Yeah. You know, I was led by my feelings and my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I finally saw the key one day. It was be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Yeah. Because what happens is if we're literally talking about physical clothes, mm -hmm. if I put off my shirt, mm -hmm. then I want to put on another shirt because I'm not going out naked. Right, right, right. Okay, but if it's a spiritual principle, we put off, we have a recognition of, I don't want to mm. be that old person anymore. Yeah. I don't know how to be the new person, but I sure don't like standing here naked. Right. So the closest thing to me is my old clothes. So I think I'll put that back on, mm. but then I hate it. Right. That's not who I am. That was me. That was this vicious cycle. Yeah. And I was despising me more and more. And so I just had all these silent prayers of, you know, God, there's got to be more. I would go to church and, mm -hmm. and see all these people that I thought had probably been saved their entire life life. Right. And I just thought never sinned. Never sinned. And mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, I just envy them. Yeah. And so grateful they let me in their company mm -hmm. and I don't want them to know my junk. You know, yeah. and I would for moments would get caught up in the worship and the word and I'd be so excited and I would hit this ceiling in myself. It was almost like this glass box. I could see out of it. I could mm -hmm. see everybody, but it was like I was enclosed in this glass box yeah. that was basically my version of that's as far as you can go. Yeah. You've done too much. Don't ask for more. So yeah. I never voiced these prayers out, out loud. Wow. You know, that felt like too much to ask God. So he already saved like, me. This is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, this is good. So he saved me, but don't ask for more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this was the silent dialogue going on in my heart. And mm -hmm. so my husband and I were struggling in our marriage because of it. Mm -hmm. You know, our son was close to two around this time. And this one particular morning, I don't really remember the details, but they were going ahead of me for some reason, and I was going to catch up with them, so I was in my bathroom getting ready. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I don't know if you would have heard the voice, but I heard a voice in my mm -hmm. bathroom said, look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror fully expecting to find something wrong again, because mm -hmm. I always found something wrong. Right. Some, you know. So I looked in the mirror, and as I was looking for what might be out of place, I, I heard the the voice of God. I know it was the voice of God. I don't know why it didn't freak me out being such a baby Christian, but it was comforting too that he was there and he just said, no, look real close. Look into your own eyes. And so I leaned up close into the mirror. And, and when I did, I felt like in that moment I was looking at someone else. Hmm. Like everything but my eyes kind of faded out of view. And when I was looking in my own eyes, mm -hmm. I felt like I was looking at the girl that was so ashamed and wow. so embarrassed and so distraught over the things she could not change. Yeah. And I felt sorry for her. And wow. it was right then that God said, tell her you love her and you forgive her. And it had never dawned on me that that was my problem. And I couldn't say the words, to be honest with you, at first. I, I was really just in shock. Were you choked up? I really was. I cried for about an hour. 
I just stayed in that bathroom and I just cried and I'm just and I felt like I was in there with someone else yeah. I just stood there glued to my own reflection yeah looking at this girl who so wished she could go back in time and change things oh. but she couldn't and she didn't she yeah. didn't want to be hated she really was sincerely sorry right and I'm looking at her and I'm feeling really sorry for her and right. I'm crying because I'm looking at me yeah and I'm feeling everything that she's feeling yeah and I finally did say those words and God said say it again I realized later that I was kind of defaulting to something I did as a child. My, my dad would have us go pull weeds, and I hated pulling weeds, so I would yeah. hurry and chop off the tops and make him think I pulled all the weeds so I could go play. But you know what happens when you do that? The roots yeah, are still are in the ground. you are a strategist. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the roots are still in the ground. Next right. week, guess what? They're I've got bad. weeds to pull. Yeah. So I feel like what God did is I was kind of trying to get away from that moment, you mm -hmm. know, and I was just like, okay, I love you. I forgive you. And he said, say it again say it again so I did and the second time I said it I yeah. meant it I really meant it wow. and tell the girl mm -hmm. in the mirror mm -hmm. you, you love, love her, her. Mm -hmm. and you forgive her yeah I told you earlier I never realized that the problem was with me loving me because mm -hmm. it was not that God didn't love me right the problem was that I didn't love me yeah and I didn't know how to forgive so her. nothing else from yeah. anybody else was yeah. ever no. certainly gonna be enough no never mm -mm. yeah yeah now I want to ask you this because that was quite a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. You and your husband have been in the ministry mm -hmm. all these years. Pastor a thriving church there in Seminole, Texas, mm -hmm. and helped so many people, mm -hmm. you know, come to know the Lord and grow. But even though we're ministers, we're still people. Yes. You know, <laughs> you're still a woman. Yeah. So throughout your life, are there still times where you catch yourself in the mirror and go, hey, yeah. I still love you. Yes. And I still yeah. forgive you. Yeah, that question. Because that's powerful. Well, and that question's come up before. Because really, when we first went into the ministry, I didn't go to Bible school, wasn't planning on being in the ministry. I just happened to marry someone that was called to the ministry. That's how I viewed it. Right. So the first year that we yeah. were in ministry, you know, my husband said, hey, there's this lady and she would like to talk to you. And I'm like, uh, you went to Bible school. I didn't go to Bible school. He's like, no, right. just, I want you to talk to her. You're a woman. Talk to her. Yeah. And I would be just a mess. Like, what am I going to tell her? And God right. would tell me, tell her what I did for you. The mm -hmm. mirror story. So I'm like, that probably has nothing to do with what she's facing. Right. But I would listen to him and think, I don't know, God, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And I would tell him, well, let me see if this would help you. I just want to tell you kind of where I'm from and what, what I've been through. And yeah. And every time it helped him. Every wow. time. Like, it didn't matter what they were bringing to the table. Sure. They saw some element in that that they yeah. realized was a stumbling block to why they were not getting the victory that they were looking for. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I've told people, I've just periodically, you know, you're hard on yourself. Oh, yeah. I remember, though, see, all this later I learned about righteousness. Didn't know mm -hmm. that word. Mm -hmm. Discovered that's really what God was trying to show me is that right. we've been made the righteousness of God in yeah. Christ and what all that means. So I remember one time years later, I was really mad at myself, really mad. And I had gone to my closet. I had a walk-in closet, and I was just, like, trying to find any place to hide. Like, I was mad mm -hmm. at myself. Shut the door, got down on the floor. I was praying, but I was really just crying and, and did not want to get up. You ever been in that moment? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to come out of this closet, Lord. I just, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, it's bad enough that you know. And God's so good because he said, all right, but now you know, so get up. Let's go. And he won't, he wouldn't let me stay there. So my mm -hmm. mirror experience is much different now mm -hmm. because I, I say it as a reminder. That's good. A reminder. It's not that I have to relive any of that mm -hmm. or rehash any of that mm -hmm. because we are forgiven. Yeah. And I began to take those silent sorries and make them vocal sorries and talk yeah. to God and be more genuine with him. It was so good. Just mm -hmm. having that 
foundation of your identity restored, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, first of all, and giving yourself permission, yeah. you know, is so essential and key. And then that flooding of truth mm-hmm. of not only are you forgiven and loved, but you're, you're so much because of the righteousness of God yeah. is so powerful. And I know that affects even the ministry that God does Mm -hmm. call us to. You know, we were talking earlier today about the day and time we're called to lead in and live in. It's really requiring some pretty bold places Mm -hmm. of us. I mean, it's an amazing time to be Mm -hmm. alive, but it's not for the weak at heart at the same time. And you said something when we were going to lunch that I love that the Lord had said to you. (laughs) And I want you to share that that statement about getting out of the boat. What was that? Well, we were in a period of revival at our church. We had Mm -hmm. kind of taken over work that had already been started a year before. And so we had been there about five years and we were in some revival meetings and and God was doing some miraculous things, 30 people a night at the altar and a deliverance and just on our face worship, just unpredictable stuff. And I was delighted, but at the same time, we live in a small town. Mm -hmm. And so it it was kind of a crazy time because we were the talk of the town. Everybody was coming to check out that crazy church and what's going on because it was supposed to be a four-day meeting and it went to 14 days. And so you don't really hear about that a lot anymore. No, no, no. And it was really a wild time, but God was really doing a work in us and and in our community. But in my natural mind, you know, in the moment, I loved it. But the next day, you know, you, you, you felt like you'd go to a restaurant and every eye was like on you, right. you know? and so I was really struggling with they think we're crazy yeah like we're not crazy but they think we're crazy and so I was really worried about this yeah and I was almost beginning to apologize mm. for the move of God wow. you know in my own roundabout way I, I wouldn't yeah. come out and say that I am but but I was mm-hmm. so this one particular night Worship had just really been strong, and mm-hmm. I think most of the church was on their face, you know, and I was just on my knees and just mm-hmm. worshiping God, and I've always had a grateful heart, you know, that He saved me and, and turned my life around, you know, through the forgiveness and everything. So I was thanking Him for all that, and He reminded me of Peter in the boat and Jesus walking on the water. Mm-hmm. And when He first brought that to my remembrance, you know, I was like, oh yeah, God, you're awesome. You're yeah. awesome. Like you just do things that are amazing. <laughs> and the Spirit of God said to me, he said, yeah, he said, you are comfortable preaching from the boat, but you're embarrassed to walk on the water. Oh. And I just like, exactly. Wow. I, I was like. What a statement. And he was right. Yeah. I was like, give me the mic. I'll encourage anybody. Right. From the boat. From the boat. (laughs) Right. But the thing is, is that I realized that, you know, the miraculous was happening. Jesus walking on the water, Peter joining him on the water is the miraculous. And people will say, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's the miraculous. Right. That's the power of God. So good. And so he really helped me to see that you're going to have to step out of the boat. You're going to have to believe God. What I'll add a little to to it that I did tell you at lunch was, so the minister that was there, one of the things, he recognized this in me, okay? Mm. One of the things that would happen is he'd start laying hands on people, and he'd take me by the hand and make me go with him. And I would argue with him. Yeah. This is the man of God. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 You're, you you do that. You my, do that. I teach. You do that. I'll <laughs> teach. And he said, no, no, no. We're the body of Christ. Wow. You need to do that, too. And it pulled a boldness out of me that I didn't know I could tap into. Yeah. You know. I think that's so good. I think that speaking, I know to so many people that are listening right now, that maybe their heart has been crying out Mm -hmm. for something more. God used me to do more. But there is inhibition about the unknown. 
and I, I say this of myself, but I think us Westerners especially, mm -hmm. we so want to know exactly what's going to go on. Give me the plan. <laughs> yes, and be in control because we don't want to be embarrassed. Right. You know, or mm -hmm. God forbid we have mm -hmm. an awkward moment and mm -hmm. somebody see that. Yeah. But that's where the miraculous mm -hmm. lies, not necessarily mm -hmm. in embarrassment, but letting go yes. of control. And I'll, I'll add a little bit to that. I think some of my embarrassment was not just with people. Mm -hmm. I had developed a passion to uncover deception, mm -hmm. okay, because I realized that I had been deceived for so long. So in my mm -hmm. studies of righteousness, I began to see how much the enemy was blinding people with the, right. these lies of who we are in our own mind, but not in God's mind. And so really my embarrassment was a little bit more for, I don't want the enemy to run with this mm -hmm. and defame the name of God you right. know, in what's going on because don't they don't our, understand it. Are good to be called bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That so, makes sense. It was a powerful lesson. It's so good. <laughs> I want to tell all of our listeners, where can they get your books? Give us your website. Okay. How can we connect? I know they're going to want facing the, the mirror. mirror, but then the second one is facing the enemy. Mm -hmm. And then the brand new one, brand, 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 brand new is facing God. Yes. And they look so sharp. Everything's so well done. So how can we get this? Well, definitely DaphneDelay.com is the easiest place. Okay. You know, I have a blog and I also have a podcast that awesome. I'm going to go ahead and make a plug to your listeners that you're going to be on my podcast Hey, hey, hey. called Identity Advantage. So all of that is on DaphneDelay.com, but okay. because of Harrison House, then also Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million awesome. uh, on their websites as well. You can find okay. all of that. But on my website, I do have workbooks that go with the book. Uh, oh, that's so, so great. There so will, they can do them as Bible studies, yes, it's as group studies? Individual or group, and I have quite a few groups that are doing it. There are some dream centers and rehab programs that have picked it up, and they're using Facing the Mirror as Phase 1, Facing the Enemy as Phase 2. Mm -hmm. And they're really seeing some phenomenal results because what they have found in the past is you can get somebody clean for 30 days or whatever, mm -hmm. but if you don't renew their mind and help them see right. themselves differently. The clothes back on. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're successful rate has really increased That's just so by helping good. people. So. so good. Okay, yeah. so all you pastors out there, if you're doing small group Bible studies, these will be great for that. I know a lot of friends that are doing book clubs now mm -hmm. and, you know, mom's night out and yeah. this would be perfect. So it's DaphneDelay.com. Mm -hmm. So it's D-A-P-H-N-E-D-E-L-A-Y.com. Go yeah. check it out. Thank you so much Thank for you. being with us today. I'm so glad to have finally met you. Yeah, and me I too. am excited to think you're ahead. Yes. Thank you. All Love right. You. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.